Thanks for tuning in to the Follow Church weekly message. Our hope and prayer is that you will find this message uplifting and challenging as we seek to follow Jesus in our community for His glory. Our Bible reading today comes from John 19, verse 25 to 27. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciples whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Awesome. Well, today is Mother's Day, and what a wonderful day for many mums around the world. Today is a great opportunity to worship God primarily, but also to stop and give thanks and honour to our mums for the incredible gift they are in our lives. And so to all the mothers here today, and grandmothers, the stepmothers, expecting mothers, the young mothers, the old mothers, the mums in between, we want to say thank you for all that you do, but more importantly, for being the blessing you are in our families and in our church community as well. Why don't we give all of our mums a round of applause this morning? And so today is a wonderful day, but it's also important to acknowledge that it can be a very tough day for people as well. We have some mums who have lost kids. We have some kids who have lost mums. We have single mums, step mums and new mums, and all those can be challenging at different times. We have hurting mums, and there are mums who have lost their husbands. Some of you have mums who don't acknowledge Jesus, and there are mums who have kids who have walked away from him, and that can be incredibly painful. There are those who are distant from their mums or their kids, either through geography or relational difficulty, and there, of course, are some couples that can't have children. And so if you're in any of those situations today, uh, we want to express our heartfelt sympathy and empathy for you and assure you of our prayers and our love on this Mother's Day. As we just saw in the video and heard in some of the interviews, being a mum can be a wonderful, but at times not easy thing to do. This week, our Mainly Music team handed out a poem to all the mums, and I'd like to read it to you this morning. It's titled, Today. It says, Today I left some, dirty, some dishes dirty. The bed got made around 2.30. The nappy soaked a little longer. The odour grew a little stronger. The crumbs I spilled the day before were staring at me from the floor. The fingerprints there on the wall, I guess, will still be there next fall. The dirty streaks on window panes will still be there next time it rains. For shame, oh lazy one, you say, and just what did you do today? I nursed a baby till she slept. I held a toddler while she wept. I played a game of hide and seek. I squeezed a toy so it would squeak. I pushed a bike. I sang a song. I taught a child what's right and wrong. What did I do this whole day through? Not much that shows, I guess it's true. Unless you think that what I've done might be important to someone. With brightest eyes and softest hair, if that is true, I've done my share. Congratulations, Mum. You are a very special person developing the life of another special person. Dash, you rock. And that was from the Mainly Music team to all the mums this week, and I share it with you this, well, this morning as well. And what a great reminder it is of the vital importance of the role of mothers. And in today's passage, we got a glimpse into the role of perhaps the world's most famous mother, Mary, Jesus' mum. And we see just a glimmer of her life from two verses in the book of John. These verses come directly from 
the hill of Golgotha, moments before Jesus' crucifixion. Uh, Here at Follow and all around the world, we've just been through the Easter season, remembering what Jesus has done for us. And so this should be fresh in our minds, but this story should be really fresh in our minds every day of our lives as Christians. But there are some parts of the story that aren't focused on very often. And today's reading contains two of those verses, and so let me read them to you again. John chapter 19, verses 25 to 27 says, Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. I want you to think about how profound that sentence is. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother in the pain, in the most difficult moment, in the tragedy, until the very end of his life stood his mother. His mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, thought to be John, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. I think most of us love movies with a hero involved. Depending on how old you are, you'll have different heroes. It might be Clint Eastwood in an old western. It might be Bruce Willis in Die Hard. It might be Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2 or Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Or if you're from the younger generation, it could be one of the many Marvel characters from one of the 6,324 movies they've made so far and insist on continuing to make. But the truth is we all love a hero. We all love a hero. That's why we go to the box office. It drives us there over and over and over again. And in these uh, stories about great heroes, we often talk about the last man standing. The last man standing. But when it comes to Jesus' story, what is really striking about it, the greatest superhero story ever told, is that it wasn't the men who were left standing. John, one of Jesus' disciples, is at the crucifixion, but other than that, the rest of his disciples have been scattered in fear. These men who had heard his teaching, who had seen his miracles, and had pledged their allegiance to him no matter what, in the most difficult time of his life, were nowhere to be found. Jesus, when it came to his friends, is primarily surrounded by women, and perhaps most significantly, there at the cross is his mother, Mary. It's a very powerful scene, and it depicts the strength of mums, that in the everyday mundane activities of life, our mums are there behind the scenes, doing the things that nobody sees, knows, or even fully appreciates, but at the most difficult times of life, in the trials, in the tests, and in the tragedies, when others fail, our mums are so often the last ones standing. The first thing I want to focus on in these verses this morning is Mary caring for her son. And so point number one is Mary's immense love for Jesus. I think it's hard to talk to everyday mums about Jesus' mum because some of the things that happened to her were so extraordinary and so out of the ordinary that it's very hard to connect with it. It's unrelatable to the average mother. However, when we dig into her life a little bit deeper, we soon see that there are many aspects of her life that are also entirely relatable for mums, things that you can relate to this morning throughout history and also for people sitting in this room. And I think if you're a mum here today, you can certainly connect with Mary in the way that she loved her son. We all know from the Gospels that Mary was a wonderful mother through all the seasons of Jesus' life, uh, even prior to his birth. 
from the moment the angel appeared to her and announced that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and she would conceive a child, we see a very godly young woman emerge. The angel announced to her that this boy would be great and he'd be called the Son of the Most High, the Messiah that God's people had been waiting for for generations and that his kingdom would never end. Talk about the extreme end of the scale. I think when we look at Mary's life, what I see really is a supersized version of what every mum experiences. There are highs and there are lows, but for Mary, the highs were extremely high and the lows were devastatingly low. But regardless of that, I think if you're a mum here today, you can relate to her in the way that she goes through the highs and lows of motherhood. This moment when she was, uh, it was announced to her that she would give birth to the Messiah was one of those amazing moments at the extreme end of the scale of the billions of women who have lived. What a blessing that of all women, God called her. He could have chosen any woman for the task, but he called this young woman called Mary. In Luke chapter 1, we see this famous passage of scripture called Mary's Song. And not only does it reveal the depth of her faith and her spiritual maturity, but it also overflows with a sense of exuberant joy and thankfulness to God for this wonderful gift of Jesus. This is one of those mountaintop moments of motherhood. And maybe you can think of times in your own life where you've had experiences like that. And yet despite that, at the very same time, there would have been many pressures that Mary was facing. And this is motherhood, isn't it? It's what motherhood's like. The joys and the struggles are never far apart. In fact, they're often simultaneous. Scholars believe that Mary was around about 15 years of age when Jesus was born. She was a young woman. And at first her husband Joseph didn't believe or couldn't accept that her pregnancy was a divine miracle. And you can hardly blame him really, can you? It would be quite a shock for everyone. As a result of that he would have felt betrayed and we know from scripture that he was planning to divorce her quietly. And so for Mary, after conceiving this incredible gift, she would have also felt immense pressure feelings of rejection, the prospects of being a single mum, wondering how she'd cope by herself, the fear about what people would think of her and perhaps most pressingly what the authorities would do to her if she was found guilty of adultery. It would have been an exciting but also a difficult season as Jesus grew in her womb. There would have been anxiety mixed with anticipation. And if you've been pregnant, no doubt you can remember a, a similar mix of emotions. What will this child look like? How will the pregnancy go? When will this morning sickness disappear? Most parents wonder, will it be a boy or a girl? When will I actually give birth? What will we call this child? Will it look like dad or will it look like mum? How will I cope as a mother? There's lots of questions which after birth are replaced with a whole new set of questions. Questions like, how do we change nappies? Why won't this child sleep? Will I ever stop feeling so exhausted? Do I breastfeed or give formula? When should they eat solids? How do I raise this child? And as they grow, more questions arise. They're replaced by even more questions. What school should we send them to? How will we pay for that? How do we balance discipline and friendship? How do we best encourage our kids? Why did we sign our kids up for so many sports and so many activities? How do we disciple our kids to grow in their relationship with God? And so you see, as a mum, there is pleasure and pressure that go hand in hand for mums. As Jesus grew, the Bible tells us that 
he grew in wisdom and stature. And being the child that he was, there must have been times where Mary was beaming with pride. And like the day that Jesus went missing and they found him in the temple, sitting there at the feet of the teachers asking questions. And everyone there, even the gifted and most experienced teachers, were amazed at his answers and the depth of his understanding. It must have been a moment of immense pride for Mary and Joseph. And I'm sure you as mothers have moments like that as well, when your child does things for the very first time when they say their very first word, as Liza spoke about today, and it's so often the word mum, isn't it? Mum, 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 because it's their mum that's there no matter what. And so often mum is the first word, unless you have one of those annoying husbands who incessantly says, dad, 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 like I did with Taylor, and so her first word was dad. But usually it's mum because mums are there. So when they say their first word and when they walk their first step and when they lose their first tooth and when they have their first day at school and when their heart breaks for the first time, the common denominator in those experiences is so often mum. Mums have this ever-present love that God has given them for their children and they are often there no matter what. And it's not just in the good times. It's not just those mountaintop experiences, it's the valleys as well. It's the tough times of life that mums are often there for as well. There's a time in Jesus' life as an adult when he's teaching a group of people in a house and it's pretty packed. You can read about it in Matthew 12 or Mark 3. And Mary and his brothers arrive at this house to see him and they want to chat to him, but it's so packed that they can't get in there. And so they send a messenger inside to tell Jesus that they've arrived. And so the messenger goes in and says, hey Jesus, your mother and your brothers are here. And he responds by saying, who is my mother? And who are my brothers? Pointing to the disciples, he says, here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Now, we understand that he's highlighting the importance of God's family and the ultimate importance of being part of that. But have you ever stopped for a moment to wonder how Mary would have felt when that messenger returned? She probably felt hurt and rejected. Maybe she felt unappreciated, like she'd been forgotten. Maybe she even felt that Jesus was being rude and ungrateful for all that she'd done for him. I wonder, do you ever feel those emotions as a mum? Maybe you're a mum here today and that's exactly what you feel. You feel forgotten. You feel undervalued. You feel like the words that have been spoken, or even worse at times, the words that haven't been spoken, have caused your heart to become very heavy. You've given so much. You carried that child for nine months. You've made so many sacrifices. You set the example and and yet they, they don't respect you. You've pointed them to Jesus and yet they've walked away. I've noticed over the years that mothers often feel things so deeply. And what I've observed over those years is that when their kids hurt, their mums often feel the pain so deeply that it hurts them even more than if it was their pain in the first place. It's not easy being a mother. And in Mary's life, we see kind of like the roller coaster journey of ups and downs and everything in between, times of great pride and joyful seasons full of love. And really, there's nothing in life apart from God himself that brings joy quite like our kids. But yet there are other times, aren't there? Times of hurt and worry. Times when those kids are late home from that party. Times of loneliness and rejection. And yet through all of those times, with Jesus' life on earth, Mary was a constant presence and source of love in his life. Through everything Jesus had been through, Mary had never failed to be there for her son. And I really think this is the role of a mother. 
And so here today in the passage that we're reading from, we arrive at the cross, the place of immense suffering and pain. And in Mark 15, it tells us that here in that place, these same women who had followed Jesus everywhere and had cared for his needs right throughout his earthly ministry, through all the ups and downs, are still here in his time of greatest need. And in the midst of it all, there's his mum as one of the last ones standing. It's really hard to imagine, isn't it? The extent of Mary's feelings and emotions in that moment. The child she'd given birth to. This beautiful little boy who'd grown in wisdom and stature and had become this extraordinary man in front of her very eyes was being crucified on a cross. We pray as parents that we'll never outlive our children. It's the worst nightmare when we lose a kid and yet this is exactly what's happening for Mary. And what made this worse is that she was witnessing the greatest injustice the world's ever seen and she was completely helpless to do anything about it. Jesus, the Son of God, her Son, perfect in every way, without sin, being crucified in the same manner and in the very presence of criminals. And she knew firsthand that he was innocent, that all the charges they laid against him were false. And so I want you to imagine this morning what it would have been like to be this mother. It would have been an absolute heartbreak, crushing pain, anger, frustration, an unbearable loss. It's a miracle she's standing at all. And yet there she is at the cross. You know, as Christians, with the benefit of hindsight and God's word, we know the central importance and the miracle of Mary's unfolding story, don't we? It's the power of the gospel. Her son was dying for us. He was paying the price for our sins. But for her in that moment, it must have felt like such a waste. But in the plan of God, this story is the central story of human history, the story that shapes every other story, the death that brings life to us, the story that shapes your story and mine. Because of this story, we can have hope in our story. Because the crucifixion didn't end with an execution, it ended with a resurrection. In Mary's life, we see a deep love for her son, and it's because of her son that you as mums can have great hope for your kids as well. There are many mums around the world today who are hurting. And no doubt there are some in this room this morning, but I want to encourage you to turn your pain into prayer, to turn your fear into faith, because we live with a resurrection power serving a God who can do all things. And so don't give up, but look up to a God who not only hears our prayers, but he answers them in supernatural ways. This is what I love so much about so many mums, that even in the midst of the deepest pain, when your heart is broken... They are often the last ones standing for their kids and they are the heroes in so many of our stories. And this is what we remember on Mother's Day. The love that so many mums all around the world express for their kids and today we especially pause our busy lives to acknowledge that and to express a small token of our appreciation to you as mums in return. The first thing we see in this story is the love of a mother towards her son but the second thing we see is the love of a son towards his mum. We see Jesus' immense love for Mary. You might remember years ago there was a, a fad that kind of swept the Christian world where you could get these like bright coloured little bracelets and on them they had four letters. Can anyone remember what they were? WWJD. What would Jesus do? Well I can tell you what Jesus would do. He would love his mum. And so what should we do? We should do what Jesus did. We should love our mums. Now this morning it's easy to assume I'm just talking to the teenagers and I am talking to the teenagers today 
You need to love, respect and honour your mums. Give them a massage this afternoon. Cook them a lovely lunch. Give them a bath with their new bath bomb and just get out of their hair, basically. That's what you're meant to do today on Mother's Day. And so I strongly encourage you to do that because your mum's amazing because it's the right thing to do. And it's even one of the Ten Commandments. In fact, it's the only one that comes with a direct promise. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy life long on earth. Mums, I, you're probably thinking today, well, this is a great kind of message for my kids and you might be elbowing them in the ribs or planning to send them the podcast during the week and say, yes, you're meant to respect your mothers and you might just assume I'm just talking to the teenagers, but I just want to um, remind you before you press send on that podcast that I'm also talking to you. I'm not just talking to the teenagers today, I'm also talking to the big kids. As we grow older and we get our own families and our own kids and our own pressures in life, it's so important that we don't forget our mums. Jesus hanging on the cross was a fully-fledged adult who literally had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Sometimes we think, well, I'm so busy, I've got so much pressure, I don't have time to make a phone call, I don't have time to tell my mum I love her, but Jesus had the weight of the world literally on his shoulders, and what's he doing in those last moments, those last minutes, he's thinking of his mum. I just love that Jesus has a love that is so others-centred. Many of us get so lost in our little world, consumed by our own little concerns, and we don't for a second stop and consider those around us. But here is Jesus dying on a cross in the most painful and humiliating way. And instead of wallowing in self-pity or being consumed by anger, he overflows with self-sacrificial love for his mum. Mary was standing there. Her husband had already died and now overcome with grief, too heartbroken for her son to even stop and consider her own future. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son and the disciple, here is your mother. In other words, John, take care of my mum. Look after her, provide for her, love her. Mum, I've got to go, but John will be like a son to you. And it says, from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Most early church historians believe that Mary lived with John in Jerusalem for the rest of her life, for the next 11 years, while others believe that she went with him to Ephesus. But either way, she was cared for until the day she died by John, this disciple. And that was orchestrated by a son who cared cared for her even in the worst time of his life. What everyone in this room has in common is that none of us has a perfect mum, except my kids, of course. But other than my kids, no one here has a perfect mum. Some mums are grumpy. Some mums have let us down. Some mums say inappropriate things at inappropriate times. Nobody has a perfect mum, and we all have that in common. But what we also have in common is that we're all commanded by God to honour our mum. For some of us, that's easy. I have an amazing mum who has sacrificed so much for me. She's loved me unconditionally and I want her to know today that I love her and appreciate her. I also have a wonderful wife who's an extraordinary mum and I want to love and honour her today as well. She reminds me of the mum we saw on the video. She's the glue in our family. She's the master chef. She has no choice because I can't cook. (laughs) She's the Uber driver, the teacher, 
the organiser, the accountant, the doctor, the counsellor and the superhero of our home. But more than that, she's a wonderful woman of God, a devoted wife, and I love her with all of my heart. And so it's easy for me to stand up here today and to honour my mum and to honour my wife, but maybe for you, your mum's a little bit more difficult than that. Stop nudging her this morning. Maybe your mum drives you crazy. Maybe she discourages you. Maybe she's let you down. Maybe you've been abandoned by your mum. I realise that some may really need God's help and God's love and the power of the gospel to love their mums today. But maybe today's a time to forgive, to reach out, to reconcile with your mum. If your mum's gone already, if she's passed away, today's a chance to stop, to remember and to thank God for her life and everything she sowed into yours. It may be a while since you've told your mum that you love her or that you appreciate her. But whatever your circumstances are, today is a great opportunity to honour your mum. So I want to encourage you today, don't miss it. Don't miss this opportunity to honour your mum. I want to finish the message today by asking all of our mums if they're comfortable to stand up in their place this morning. No mums are comfortable? I'm pointing to you mums. You can stand up now. I want you to stand up in your chair because this week I put a post on Facebook and I asked people out there what mums needed to be reminded of this Mother's Day. And so I want to remind you of some of those things this morning. But what also became apparent is that there's a lot of things that mums say to themselves that they'd be much better off to stop thinking and to stop saying to themselves and to, most of all to stop believing. And so I want to remind you of those things first today. And I think these are powerful, not because they're coming from me, but because they're coming from other mums that are doing the same journey as you. And so these are the things to stop thinking on Mother's Day. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I wish I could be like other mums. I'm not skinny enough, smart enough, or wise enough. I need to do more. I've failed. I always make the wrong decisions. I'm not appreciated. Nobody loves me. I'm not a good mum. I'll never be enough. I'm ruining my kids. I wish my kids had a better mum. It's my fault that my kids are like they are. If I had been a better wife, my husband wouldn't have left, my kids wouldn't dislike me, and I wouldn't be in this mess. It's all my fault. I'll never be truly loved. I'm all alone. No one cares. No one understands. If only I'd fill the gap. I wish I could get things right. Things will never get better. God's disappointed in me and it's too late. These are some of the things I'd encourage you to stop believing this Mother's Day. And I want to finish by encouraging you with some other reminders that are important to remember this Mother's Day. You're not perfect. And that's okay. You're blessed. You are precious and appreciated. You are unique and deeply loved. You're not alone. Your identity is not dependent on motherhood. It's dependent on Jesus. God gave you your kids for a reason. It's not always your fault when your kids make bad choices. Your kids are a gift from God that drives you to your knees in prayer and they cause you to rely on God in deeper ways. The things your kids don't understand today, they'll thank you for tomorrow. Your influence on your kids is profound. You're raising the next generation of influencers. You're not the only one who's trying to figure this out. 
That perfect family you see on Facebook and Instagram doesn't exist. They have bad days just like you. You're not a failure. It's not too late. It's okay to take time to rest. This season will pass. You can be reconciled. Time can heal those wounds and the gospel can change your circumstances. God is with you every day and through every circumstance. If you've made mistakes, God is ready to forgive. Go to him. He is your ever-present help in times of need. When you are weak, he is strong. Motherhood is one of the hardest things you will ever do, but one of the most fulfilling journeys you can ever be on. God chose you to be on that journey. Keep trusting and keep believing for your kids no matter what. You do so much more for your kids than people will ever know. You're extraordinary. You're committed. You're faithful. You're mighty. You're a child of God, a daughter of God, and you're a mother. And today we say thank you. Let's give our mums a round of applause this morning. Thank you to all the mums. I'm going to invite the worship team forward. And we're going to finish by praising God uh, for all of his goodness in our lives, including our mums. But before we do that, let me just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to thank you today for a chance to stop and consider your word. Lord, your word is such a great encouragement to us. And we read about people's lives, both the highs of their life and the great joys and triumphs, but also the, the crushing lows and the difficult times of life. And we think of someone like Mary. And we think of her as an extraordinary woman, and she was in many ways, but in many ways she was just a regular mum like everyone else with the ups and downs that she went through. Lord, I pray today that all of our mums would be encouraged by her story, that they'd be able to connect with parts of her story and apply things from her life in their own life. Most of all today, Lord, I pray that we can be thankful for our children, for the things that you've done in our lives, and for our mums. Lord, I pray for those particularly today who find Mother's Day very difficult, people that have lost loved ones recently, including their mums, their husbands, their friends. Lord, for mums that uh, are broken down from their kids or have lost their kids, for those that find today a really tough day, Lord, we pray for a supernatural strength. I pray that you remind our mums that they're never alone, that they can always come to you, that they are part of a church family that loves them, and that they are precious and unique. And so today, I pray as they remember your love, that they would be encouraged and blessed. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Awesome. Thanks for listening to our message this week. If it stirred your heart and you would like to talk to someone more about it or pray with someone, please get in touch with us at info at follow.church. And one of our pastoral team will get back to you as soon as possible. If you'd like more information about Follow and our various ministries, including weekly service times and location, please check out our website, www.follow.church. Thanks again for joining us. God bless.